Hello, hello to audience. I'm Peter Resnick, and welcome to the Dr. Peter Resnick's Toolbox. First, I want to thank Noel, who called last week with his suggestions about grounding and about the use of oregano oil. I actually received several emails with gratitude for his advice. In fact, one person wrote that someone recommended that he would buy a magnet mattress because he's suffering from fibromyalgia. Um, and he was doubting whether or not to buy the, the mattress. And coincidentally, he was listening to this show and heard Noel talking about the magnets. So he decided that it was the answer to his doubts. By the way, uh, I say coincidentally does not mean by a chance. By now, you probably know that I believe uh, nothing happens by a chance. Uh, it's just the word coincident consists of two words. Co means together with, and incident meaning a happening. So two things happening together. It doesn't mean they happen by chance. And if we pay attention, we'll discover that we live in the world of so-called coincidence or synchronicities. That's a magical world, but it takes a little time to to notice, to gain mastery over seeing. And I'm not in any way a master of it, but I notice very often, uh, not all the time, the meaning of things that happen around and correspondence between them, relationship between them. Maybe we'll dedicate a whole show talking about these events that happen coincidentally. And I would love to hear meaningful coincidence in your lives. Reminding you, ladies and gentlemen, we have changed the format of this show, or at least I hope we did. I'm no longer just giving talks. Anybody is absolutely welcome to call anytime with your questions and comments. You can call it 888-874-4888. Uh, it can be issues about physical, emotional, mental, spiritual well-being. It can be questions regarding relationships. You can share with your night dreams. As you know, I love working with night dreams and believe it's the most important body of knowledge that we, we can have because it comes from deep within us. Uh, and it can be a request about some subject you want me to address in the future shows. If you have an issue to address, uh, you can kind of receive a free consultation. It's good for you and educational for others. And while I'm waiting for your calls, and as I said, the moment I see somebody calling, I will pause uh, and, and address whatever you want me to address. Uh, but I want to share with you something. A year and four months ago, exactly February 23rd, I looked up in the archives. Uh, February 23rd, 2021, I introduced to you a new topic, a new subject. I told you about my work on the six pillars of well-being. And within two months, that is by the end of April, I covered the four pillars and started with the fifth one, 
our conscious beliefs, attitudes, and character traits. And now, one year and two months later, since I started talking about the fifth pillar, we're still on the fifth pillar. I did not get stuck. It's just I am discovering more and more issues to be addressed. When I started speaking about these challenges we face um, or imperfections in our attitudes, I had in my mind only 13. I wrote about them and we covered them all, such as guilt, judgment, uh, ingratitude, jealousy, doubt, worry, expectations, arrogance, anger, vanity, apathy, denial, which also includes blame, and greed. But as I keep working on my book and on this program, uh, I find more and more these character flaws in myself and many people I come in contact with. And with each one that I identify, I think, how could I not see it before? <laughs> so in addition to those 13 uh, that I started with only uh, less than a year and a half ago, I discovered 10 more. And when I tell you them, and I already mentioned some, you will say, well, it's self-evident. But I'm questioning, like, how could I not see something so obvious? I added this once, self-centeredness, and we already spoke about it, and we last week started approval-seeking, but then boasting, pride, impatience, stubbornness, stinginess, wastefulness, lying and gossip. You know, uh, lying and gossip, I, I thought of just a couple of, of days ago. And yet it is so clear. The Bible talks about both. And I read the Bible over and over again every year. And how could I not think about it? Because it's so obvious. Uh, about both. The, the lying, it's in fact ninth commandment. I shall not bear false witness. Do not lie. Do not make up stories. Do not testify falsely uh, to yourself and others if you want to take it broadly. And uh, the, one of the biggest flaws in people's behavior, according to the Bible, is uh, gossip. And I, I don't know, <laughs> how can it be that I did not know it till, till now? I spoke about greed, I spoke about judgment. Uh, so I'm questioning how many other subjects I did not bring up, so please, I'm asking you for help, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, if you think about, now we have 23 uh, challenges that we're all dealing with. But if you think about some other um, issues, please uh, call me with them or write, write to me. Uh, I would love to hear from you. I would love your participation. And I will gladly work on not only identifying and discussing that issue, but looking for specific concrete tools to address it. Uh, yes, this show is for curious people 
who are interested in self-development and growing, or as my teacher of blessed memory Colette said, in climbing the ladder of yourself. Do we have any callers? I don't see. No, no, not yet. So let's go back to the subject we already started last week, approval seeking. I told you that I was inspired by an article written by Adam Elson, Eason uh, in 2017, but since then I found an incredible book that I'm working on that also talks about uh, approval seeking, but I don't think that we'll be able to touch upon it today because I still want to talk about uh, the uh, Eason's article about 12 approval, approval seeking behaviors. And I did speak to you about the first one, uh, taking any disagreement personally. So if you didn't hear it, and if you're interested, um, you can re, um, you can listen to it in last week's show, it's in our archives. But the second approval seeking behavior is changing or adapting your point of view uh, in the face of apparent disapproval. You have voiced your opinion on some matter, important or not, and someone responds with opposing an opposing view. So what happens? Do you vigorously stand or defend your position? or find yourself softening your argument in order to fit more closely with others. Uh, and I'm, again, I, I am, uh, we spoke about defending and proving in, in the past and needing to be right uh, as also as an issue, as a separate issue. Uh, and it's not that we have to always defend our position. We can simply share with what we think. I think a long time ago, uh, I s spoke about an article that a late quantum physicist David Bohm wrote on dialogue. In dialogue, you don't need to defend your position, you just share with your idea. But when we're talking about approval seekers or people pleasers, what they do is they may uh, express their opinion. Somebody expresses a different opinion that is different of theirs, and suddenly they begin to change uh, their viewpoint because they don't want to disagree with someone because they want to be liked. An approval seeker's opinion changes depending on who he or she is talking to because they lack confidence in their own convictions and are keen not to alienate others by adopting a conflicting view. Uh, you know, I told you that there, there are many issues uh, I am dealing with, like everyone else, we're all in the same boat, different only in a degree, not in kind. But this one, they're, they're trying to fit. I don't think that 
I maybe as a teenager I dealt with it, but I don't think that I have it as an issue now. That is, on a number of occasions, I, I spoke up knowing that majority of people, if not all, um, thought differently. And in fact, I just remember an incident where then a friend walked over and said, how could you speak knowing that everybody will just jump on you? And I said, that's their right. <laughs> that's their privilege. They can have an opinion. A opinion. An opinion of 50 people is an opinion of one person, meaning each person has an opinion. It just happened that the opinion of that person fits the opinion of that person it is like an opinion of the other person, but it's one person, particularly that many people tend to stick to kind of to majority. So there is no, and in fact, history proved that there were people who thought differently uh, than everybody else, and they were right. So, but that's, uh, that's, that's a serious uh, challenge that the uh, uh, approval seeker faces and that that is changing his or her position. Another trait of each sign that your approval seeker is that you're afraid to say no for fear of disapproval. Just think about it. If you are a serial overcommitter, do you always say yes when asked to do something? When your in intuitive response says to you no, physical and emotional exhaustion is the end result of this behavior and leads you to resent all things that you committed yourself to. In fact, I've seen people who did something for fun and then would start doing, I'm thinking about a particular person who said, that, who, who loved playing tennis and then uh, was asked by someone who is really not a great tennis player, uh, much, much, much lower level than, than this person, and he was asked, can you play with me? And and this this playing with that person who happened to be a neighbor became a drag. And and yet the the, the better player could not say no. I'm not interested. And started dreading. That is, he ruined for himself the joy of playing tennis. Why? Because he cannot say no. It all stems from the need to please and your quest for approval. Another sign that you are approval seeker is when if you're not standing up for your own rights, for what feels right, that is, uh, I'm sorry to use the term, like being a human doormat, to be walked over by whoever chooses to do so, uh, because it's easier for some people than to say, hey, no, that's not fair, and stand up for oneself. Failing to draw a line and say no just reinforces a person's lack of self-confidence. Uh, and it causes even others to think less of, of you if you're doing it.
even though at the, at the moment they may smile and, and appreciate uh, your help or whatever, you're agreeing to do something. The fifth sign of approval seeker is gaining attention or acceptance through gossip. I, I gossip, as I said, it's a huge, huge issue on its own. But people who are seeking approval at times engage in this activity um, just because they feel that they will make themselves, when, if they share some information uh, about someone, uh, they will look or sound smarter or more knowledgeable. Uh, sharing gossip gives you kind of the power to impress others, uh, to be the center of attention for, for some short time. Uh, another sign of approval seeking is agreeing um, or appearing to agree with someone uh, verbally or non-verbally when in reality you don't. Um, my observation, and unfor it's unfortunate, but uh, I find that at least in, in America, women are socialized, maybe not, not this young generation, but in the past, uh, to not embarrass a man or, or to be agreeable, to, to be generous and not to say uh, something that will make a person feel, uh, a man feel uncomfortable. So that, that's kind of a, a social issue. And I think that the new, uh, this young generation has overcome it, but people of my age, or people in their 50s, if you, if you think about your behavior, so often I, I have seen uh, women kind of smiling when it's it's not funny that the guy said something but in and, and i would ask why what was funny about it and she would say and i did it on a, num a number of occasions because i am interested in why people behave the way they do and so and she would say oh just, i just didn't want him to feel uncomfortable no if or even even when somebody is bigoted uh disrespectful to some other group of people or speaking poorly about somebody else. And people who are present will just accept it. And obviously they're not agreeing, but they do not want to embarrass the person and they don't want to look disrespectful or look like troublemakers who start an argument. That's also, it's trying to earn your acceptance by just being there and not standing up for what is right. By expressing support for a view uh, you don't agree with, either with words or with a nod of your head, you're not being true to yourself. Uh, and, and not being true to yourself is, is a big issue. Uh, there are actually books written about a phenomenon called EP, imposter phenomenon. And when people, when people repeat something over and over that is not true, just because 
it's it fits in the moment because they want to approval because they will gain something from it give a, gives a person who is doing it this deep feeling i am a liar i'm an imposter i'm fake the more they do it the more they feel they're fake and and then eventually it becomes who they are so we really need to watch ourselves how we behave even how we think you know that i i i'm certain i already said to you probably not one time but i love this chinese uh, proverb watch your thoughts they become your feelings watch your feelings they become your behaviors watch your behaviors uh, they become your habits watch your habits they become your character watch your character it becomes your destiny so uh, if you want the destiny that that you want uh, you need to be aware of what choices you make what where you agree what you disagree how when you behave in a way that is below what you want to think of yourself as because when you let yourself down your mind registers it it becomes more and more who you are even though you may in the beginning feel no 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 i'm just i'm just giving a break a person so i don't want to have an argument you don't need to have an argument you simply state your opinion so number seven uh, sign of approval seeking is not not speaking up when you received unsatisfactory service or goods and that again it in a way you don't want to stand out you don't want to appear as if you're not grateful you just don't want to how do you call it make waves how many think about it how many times you mourned and groan uh, about food or the service in the restaurant but when the waiter cheerfully inquired uh, if there was everything was okay you nodded uh, as if everything is fine so you have to think why you do what you what you do uh, I think if we become introspective uh, we'll act and speak much less <laughs> our actions will be less frequent that is it will take us time to pause and think and who said that we need to produce x amount of activity and and we have to uh, speak all the time you know uh, you know I, I, uh, many years ago actually i had a, I, a friend uh, in my apartment and my nephew oleg and you know about him now he was a guest on this show but my nephew oleg came in um, to visit me and this female friend was uh, with me in a, a room it was many many years ago that it's somehow so memorable and you know oleg and i have a very close uh very cordial relationship and we were just sitting at the at the table quietly without a word 
and she suddenly said, what, 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 what happened? Did you have a fight? As if we had to talk. You know, she didn't understand that we were just enjoying each other's company. There was no need to talk. Uh, but but people, a lot of people feel they have to. Uh, the same thing, when, when you need to talk, sometimes you don't. If you're not dissatisfied, when you're not satisfied with something, speak up. Don't be afraid. Uh, if you, by not taking issue with, with these things that are not satisfying, you're reinforcing your own lack of self-confidence. And you're telling yourself you're not entitled to the, be to the best service, for example, cringing and holding in your dissatisfaction. Uh, number eight, pretending to know or understand something. Uh, that's, that's a big one. That's, I've seen this and I, I, I also, I think I've done a lot of it. I actually remember uh, many years ago, maybe eight, I was 10 or 11 years old and my brother, my older brother was then, which means 18. And he started and he said something, said, you know this. And, and I kind of uh, wanted to show, you know, my, I admired my brother so much and wanted to look good in his eyes. And I said, uh, yes, and, and continue going. And he looked at me, he paused and said, if you, if you allow yourself to, if you humble yourself and admit that you don't know, you have a chance to get to know. But if you pretend knowing why you don't know, you will never know. And I, I, I remember this because I was very embarrassed. But look, it's, it's been now probably more than 50 years, and I still remember this. It was a very good lesson. So not knowing, I, I started my journey of working on, on my qualities. Uh, so many years ago. Um, so, probably when when we when we uh, agree, like to pretend, we say to ourselves, "It's okay to pretend that I know." Uh, it shows that we that that this approval is more important than knowledge. And that's, that's a serious issue. So like, truly, it prevents us from growing. And I've seen this happening with, with adults, not with the 10-year-old, Peter. Uh, number nine, feeling the need to apologize even when there is no disapproval. You say sorry too much. And this I have seen, that people say sorry just for breathing, no matter what has happened or whether or not you had any hand in it, or even if no word of blame was uh, said, people who, who are people pleasers will always be the first to apologize. If there is no error on your part, uh, there is no need to apologize. Let's say, uh, you, you have to get up or you need 
to go to the bathroom or, or you just need to open the window. People, I've seen people keeping apologizing. It's as if they need to apologize for breathing. And again, we're not going to go into uh, how it all started. It's, it's irrelevant. What is relevant is what are you going to do about it now? And it's all damaging. It's damaging to you. So number 10, expecting compliments or fishing for them and being upset if they are not forthcoming. That's, that's another sign of, of being needy, uh, being a, uh, dependent on the outside. So you, you are waiting for someone to tell you how good you are. You're waiting to, to be acknowledged. It's almost like you, you need a token. You need somebody to say, yes, it's okay for you to be alive. Because without that, without that token, without that compliment, uh, everything becomes meaningless. It's also, I have to say, those of you who are familiar with my, my book uh, and all my teachings about uh, face reading or human morphology know that certain temperaments are more prone to, to having that need. Uh, you know, I spoke about four temperaments, bilious, lymphatic, nervous, and sanguine. And one of the temperaments, for example, is needing, is more in need for what we call seven A's, approval, acknowledgement, applause, awards, adoration, uh, adulation, attention. So, uh, so it's, it's their nature. It's not something that they learned. Some things are learned by watching, let's say, uh, parents, uh, teachers, uh, giving compliments uh, or receiving compliments and enjoying compliments, but but this this kind of by, uh, many people are just born with this. It's one of the four temperaments, which means which means probably twenty five percent of people of population, maybe a little less, uh, need that that compliment without the compliment without approval of what they do they feel like it's not so it's not uh, worth to to engage in this activity uh, think about how many writers phenomenal writers in fact um, in the soviet union wrote books knowing that they will never see the light of day they will never be published uh, but they, they had the need, they respected their own thoughts and they expressed them themselves, knowing that these books will not be published in, in the country that they lived in. So, uh, and that's what is called internal locus of control. You don't depend on, on the outside, but definitely waiting for compliments is the need for the approval and the need for uh, acknowledgement that something you did is good enough, which means in your own eyes, 
unless it's acknowledged it's not good enough so it's a it's a journey and we'll talk a little later about how to work on those issues because every one of these uh, can sap your energy take away joy of of doing your work imagine you're doing something that you you love and then you you finished your project and you're waiting you're not celebrating what you've done but you're waiting for somebody to say how good it is and what if nobody does uh, or uh, sometimes it's never enough x amount of people said it, they like it but but there are others who didn't like it so it can go on and on and you you become like a leaf on, on the wind depending on where the wind goes the leaf goes so that's where your mood is you're happy or you're unhappy depending on what other people think uh, let's talk about the next one a sign of approval seeking uh, and that is failing to accept to cope with any level of criticism uh, if your aim if your goal is to gain the approval of others, then the concept of criticism is uh, intolerable. It implies you have failed. And of course, it's a cognitive error, but it implies that you failed in some way in achieving your goal, if you receive criticism. Some people just love other people's input but but it crushes others now i give you these examples and when i say you it doesn't mean that everyone is dealing with the same issues or somebody who is listening may may not relate to this approval seeking in any way but some can so in those of you can it doesn't mean that okay you're screwed that's who you are you're a failure you uh, didn't learn how to not seek approval and then you're approval seeker you're a people pleaser and therefore you're no good no you know all of us need to work as that's i told you i have so far 23 different challenges and not i don't think that there is one person who has all of them or at least to the same degree no but if somebody works with one issue another one with another and i don't suggest that you work if you find that you have five six seven issues uh, that you work on all of them my suggestion always is that you choose one and in fact you choose one that is the easiest to master you get the tools on how to do it and then you work on it why the easiest because you want to build the muscle of confidence. When, once you see something is accomplished, it will be easier for you to uh, accomplish the next thing, and then the next thing, and then the next thing. So, and the 12th sign that your approval seeker is behaving in a way that is contrary to your own beliefs. Uh, it's pretty much like one where, where people uh, agree with somebody just because somebody expressed their opinion and changed their own opinion. And, but here it's, it's acting 
it's acting in the way that is against your beliefs. Uh, uh, very often you see this with teenagers and we're not talking, I don't think that teenagers are listening to, to, to this show. And maybe it's still unavoidable, even though I honestly, I have seen, I have seen a couple of people I remember in, in high school uh, who, who really followed their beliefs and were not afraid to, to act in a different way than everybody else did. But I wasn't among them. I think that I was pretty much um, following the herd, at least in 10, uh, at the age of 10, 11. Uh, and it was intimidated and I was, you know, now I'm six feet tall, but, but I was the shortest in, uh, in my whole class. I was shorter than the shortest girl. And somehow I felt like very insignificant and small and uh, I just wanted to be accepted. So I know how it feels. An approval seeker can easily find themselves, seekers find themselves in situations when they don't follow their heart. And instead they're pleasing other people. Uh, and then feel bad about it and, and feel bad about themselves. And again, it all contributes to, if this happens over and over again, uh, that's when this, this EP imposter phenomena develops, that a person feels bad about oneself and feels like if only they knew, and it can be a very good person, you know, uh, it's important not what you think, it's more important how you act at the end, because yes, your thinking uh, leads to certain feelings and feelings lead to certain behaviors. But there are times where people have um, critical thoughts, judgmental thoughts about themselves, about others, but then they use the intellect, recognize that it's nonsense, and do good things, do good things. And the question is, is it, is it better to be the other way around? No. What matters is um, how a person acts. In fact, uh, I, I had a client one time who, who told me how nasty, he, he didn't say that he was nasty, but he was telling me, how he acted toward his sister, toward his mother, toward, I mean, some friends. And then he told me that somebody confronted him and said something not, not flattering. And he, with such indignation, such bitterness, said to me, how could she say this to me, that I am self-centered and, and uh, unkind? How could, she doesn't know who I am. And I said, I'm sorry, I have to tell you. She doesn't need to know what your thoughts are. She saw how you told me how you behave. She concluded about you based on what she saw, how you act. So 
Uh, so it comes at the end, it comes to how we act. Uh, I think Stephen Levine uh, in, I don't remember the title of the book now, I remember the name Stephen Levine wrote, it's not important to be right. It's way more important to be kind. And I, that's why I remember his name, because I think it's so, it's so right. So, so now let's talk about uh, how to stop uh, seeking validation, how to stop seeking approval. But we could do it next week. Uh, if you want to call, please, please call now. Oh, I pause and, and you can call, you can ask questions, you can make comments. No calls. Okay, I will go on. Uh, but again, if if any of you feel uncomfortable uh, calling, uh, I, I don't know, frankly, if I would feel comfortable calling. So I, I'm asking you to do something that I'm not certain. Would I? Yeah, I, I think I would feel comfortable calling and asking a question. I don't know if I would feel comfortable sharing some intimate uh, details, but I about my life. But I, uh, I'm not asking you to share. You can you can bring up an issue uh, uh, that you are pondering upon um, as as a theoretical question, or if you feel comfortable, share in in all the details. It, there is no pressure. You don't need to give your name. Uh, and again, if you are not comfortable go ahead and write me an email. And again, you can write an email and ask me to talk about next week about something specific if you want me to address, or you can just suggest a subject, not, not your personal issue to be addressed, but a subject that you're interested in. And as long as, as it's um, related to health, well-being, uh, I will gladly do that. So, since nobody is calling, uh, let me talk now about how to stop. So far, what we we did was looking at and trying to identify whether or not you're a person who is seeking approval. So now let's see how it can we can stop it. Bearing in mind that this approval-seeking behavior is an ingrained response. And it's not going to be easy to fix. But look, that's why we're here. That's why we, I believe <laughs> I believe we, we are alive because we are working on ourselves. Once you learn whatever you can learn in this lifetime, you are out. And hopefully it's an easy way. You know, uh, my very good friend lost his sister. Uh, and she died suddenly uh, at the age of 79, I think. I just had a heart attack and died. And you know, he was grieving and, and we spoke about her, what a wonderful person she was. But I said, honestly, you know, you, you are sad uh, and it's natural. You're grieving about the fact that you cannot communicate with her anymore. But she is fine. 
you know, I, you know, I wish to myself to go out that way, boom, and you are out. I personally believe that there is continuity of consciousness and we go on living just in a different form. But uh, one way or another, the person who goes is, is finished with this, with suffering. And when the person goes the way his sister did, it like seconds, and it's over. She, she was fine, and then boom, and it's over. God, so many people spend days, weeks, years uh, suffering. So I feel that if somebody goes this way, it's a blessing. I say God loves her. She, she earned it. It was an easy way out. Even though for people who love her, uh, of course, there is grief. Uh, anyway, so going back, I get carried away, going back to how to stop yourself from being an approval seeker. The first thing you recognize that it will be a, a long journey. The wonderful thing is not that like you will invest one year and at the end of 12 months, poof, you became uh, approval seeking free. No, you will find slowly that it will get better and better and the quality of your life will improve. That's the beautiful thing. You begin to feel differently. You begin to feel differently about, about yourself. Uh, of course, the first step uh, as, as you recognize that it will be a slow journey, the first step you make is you identify where this approval seeking began, how it started. Uh, more often than not, the behavior is rooted in early life. Though I believe, again, it can be that a person came into this world with this need for approval. As I said, there are four different temperaments and one temperament uh, is really prone to needing acknowledgement, approval, applause, awards, and so on. So that that is not, they, they may be not in a perfect environment where they're not in, encouraged to be approval seekers. They're not in the punitive environment. Oh, we have Jay from New York. Wonderful. Now we have finally somebody calling. So let's let's pause on un, uh, analyzing how your approval seeking began, and we'll uh, get a call from Jay from New York. Hello, Jay. You're on the air. Resnick, um, the person who answered the phone um, said that if you don't give your name, it means. Oops, Jay, we lost you. We lost you, Jay. Uh, I hope you call again. Uh, something happened with our connection. I'm sorry. I, I hope you can hear me. Uh, I don't know how we got disconnected, but I don't, I don't hear you. Okay, uh, we'll continue. And if Jay calls, we'll take his call again. So, uh, I have a feeling that I already spoke recently about this, that I will tell you, uh, I don't, maybe it's not in, in, this, in this show, you know, 
I have a show, I teach classes, and sometimes I forget where, to what group I said what. But um, I want to mention a person uh, by the name Krishnamurti. Uh, he, he was from India, he died some 30, 35 years ago, and maybe 40 years ago, yeah. Uh, he died approximately around the time I came to the United States. So Krishnamurti was speaking about the proper way um, to teach children, and specifically how not to make them uh, people who seek approval, because then they're dependent on the outside. And he, she was saying that you must only acknowledge Liz. We have Liz now from New York calling. Let's give it a try. Hello, Liz. You're on the Hi, air. Hello. Hello, beloved. How are you? I am good. Oh, it's so nice to be beloved. <laughs> Thank you. You are. You are our beloved. <laughs> uh, for, for sure, right, for sure, Liz. for sure. I want to call. Last, last week, Noel called, bless his heart, and he talked about the magnetic uh, mattress. Yes. On you, and you said today that uh, you got several uh, uh, feedback on that, and one person wants, is planning on getting it since he got approval from Noel. Now, I understand there's different types. I was going to get one, but I haven't found one yet. There's different types of ma uh, ma magnetic uh, ma ma mattresses, and you can even get the, um, what do you call it? It's not a mattress. It's a first you lay on it, you can lay on it. I can't think of it. It's a very simple word. I can't think of it. But it's not, it's, it's less like than a, a mattress. Pad. Like a pad. You're talking a about pad. a pad? Uh, yes, uh -huh. a pad. And, but the best kind is if it has a Jewish or uh, most likely a German or German name. It starts with a uh, G-U something or other. And I wasn't able to find out on, uh -huh. on, on the internet if they had that particular type. So maybe Noel would know as to exactly what, because Dr. Dr. Uh, Gary Noel, he used to have it from someone who made it for him, what he had, the products, but they, this, this elderly person is no longer making it. He's out of business. So maybe Noel know what up-to-date information and we can get a proper one. Yeah, okay, so that's I hope a Noel is listening. Liz, it's such a good idea. Yeah, I, Noel, if you are there, we would appreciate your input. But you know, Liz, I, I found I found something to be true, and that is, I go on uh, Amazon.com, for example, if I want some product, and I look at the reviews, and in my experience, it's the reviews totally reflect the quality of the product. Look, when I ordered something that had like uh, 65 positive reviews, and then 24, and you know, they, they rated five, four, three, two, one, and five is yes. the best, right? And, yes. and if it's like 95 approval, and with a large amount of people, definitely the product is good. So you can okay. go actually uh, magnetic pads for your bed and see which ones are sold and have the best reviews. And again, at least in my experience, it's so accurate. So, but I, I actually, I was thinking to buy a, mat, a whole mattress is really expensive, but to buy a pad, like you mentioned, it's not yes. that expensive and you experiment no, and see how it works. Yes, 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 I will do that. 
Thank yeah. you, beloved. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Liz. Okay, right. now, uh, anybody else is calling yet? No, we continue. I was talking about, um, I was talking about Krishna murder. Yeah, yeah. He, he, and he was talking about it while uh, psychologists of that time, and I'm talking about 40 years ago, were saying, you have to tell your child, I'm proud of you, you're wonderful. But that creates dependence. That creates this need, uh, the, the need for, for validation. But as I'm telling you this, you know, I think that, remember I said that there are four different, different temperaments. I will not go into the names, it's not important now, but let's, let's call it like temperament number two. And that temperament, which I happen to be part, partially that temperament, most people are combination uh, of two. And I think that nobody taught me to seek approval and feel insecure. I think I came into this world with it. So, so, so then what do you do? Uh, for example, even though I like, I, I am respectful of what Krishnamurti uh, is saying, but I think for me, for this particular temperament, it was actually uh, beneficial when my brother gave me approval, meaning when my brother, I remember, again, it was like when I started doing sports, and when he would say uh, to me, oh, this is so good, I felt like I was flying, and I wanted to, to exercise. And if somebody uh, would say, uh, it's not, you know, you, you didn't do it well when like, I started doing gymnastics, I, I just wanted to give up. And I think that I needed, at least at the foundation, that, that confidence building from my brother to be able to, to get into sports. And then already I was building on my own. But so some, if I, I think if it's learned, if it's within the family, it's much, much easier. Just you don't need to, um, to give them this applause and, and the words. Um, you, you need to learn about the temperaments to understand if somebody is from, from, from the very beginning looking up for your feedback, from the very beginning, from the age of three, there are children, you know, uh, who are just independent. They follow their own drum. But there are children immediately, you see at a younger stage, they look over their shoulder. They, they cannot function on their own. Then I think it's still, even though I'm, I'm scared to argue with Krishnamurti, I think you need to kind of, um, in a reasonable way, to give them that approval. Uh, but then teach them once they're intellectually capable to understand your teaching. And that's already after the age of five, six, to teach them that they need to learn to follow their own drum and to be their own evaluators of what is successful, what's not. But uh, initially, you see, initially, even though, I, even though I started saying, no, we don't need it. Like I remember my own experience. I think still it was good. 
that I was I was getting this positive reinforcement. Uh, anyway, oops, uh, I want to continue talking about the um, the ways to deal with uh, with getting rid of this need for approval. Yes, you know, I needed it when I was ten. Imagine if I would have that need. Uh, at the age of 67. First of all, I would never tell you that I felt that I was insecure when I was 10, because how can I? <laughs> I need to shine, I need to be a hero. And believe me, I am no hero. Uh, so I will continue. It's a very important subject. I will continue next week talking about uh, how now how to stop yourself from seeking approval. Again, you are in it for a long run, but I know it's possible to overcome because I had to deal with it uh, on my own. Anyway, I am very happy that you being you were with me today, whoever was with me today, and thank you for your attention. I'm looking forward to your feedback uh, about today's uh, show. You can write to me. Uh, and as I said, you can simply ask me to, to address some sub subject, and I will gladly do that. Uh, I'm looking forward to having your attention next week. Be happy and peace to all who want to live in peace.